This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special edition of that Millwall podcast post-match chat with chaps. I picked the right game, didn't I? That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I definitely picked the wrong game. Um, but look, we just thought we'd do something a little bit different today. Um, I had hoped for a better result than we got, but um, we'll see how we go. Don't really know how this is all going to work, but hopefully um, we can add some talking points for sure. I can see all your comments as well, so please do put your comments in the chat. Um, and we'll, we'll go from there. But to start with, what we'll do is we'll do the normal um, the normal running order. So I'll keep it to the exact same format that I normally do. Um, and we'll see if we can do it all. I normally do it in one take, but we'll see if there's any mishaps as we go along. So, look, I think my overall summary of the game is um, you cannot perform like we did against any side in this league and expect to get any points. Uh, you have to give a little bit of credit to Queen's Park Rangers. I think they nullified a lot of our attacking threat. I think it's no surprise that the likes of Duncan Watmore and Brooke Norton Cuffey were really poor today. So you have to give them a little bit of credit. But ultimately, we've got to look at ourselves. And that's now the last three games. We conceded eight goals and only scored three goals ourselves. We are in desperate need of some attacking reinforcements. And I just hope there's something coming our way next week. Um, okay, so... As I say, normal running order. So um, I'm just going to kick off with the team that started. So for those of you that, that watched the game, uh, you already know this. Um, didn't go today, obviously, hence me being here. Uh, still recovering from a minor procedure. And uh, also our friend Joe Zampa is still recovering. So get well soon, Joe. Um, and uh, we may or may not be speaking to him a little bit later. Um, so the team that started. So Sarkic in goal, uh, back three. Danny Mack kept his place on the right side of the back three. Wes Harding in the centre and Jake Cooper on the left-hand side of the back three. The uh, wing-backs, uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey, welcome, welcome back to the side in place of Ryan Longman. And Joe Bryan, despite his up-and-down performance in the last game, kept his place on the left-hand side. Uh, probably the most, uh, not a surprise, I suppose, but, you know, when, we, when we've got George Savile and Casper Denor back and available to, to have Billy Mitchell and George Honeyman start again, I guess neither of them have performed poorly. So uh, they both started in the centre of the park. And then the front three, which picks itself with Bradders being out injured. And um, I'm led to believe he was uh, in with the crowd as well today, which which was was as nice of him. He really does come across like a top bloke. Uh, the front three was Duncan Watmore, uh, Zian Fleming, and of course, the Scotsman, Kevin Nisbet, who I'm sure we will talk a lot about 
today. Uh, so that was the 11. I think for Queen's Park Rangers, on paper, they're not a bad side. They're really not. And I've got some friends who are Queen's Park Rangers fans who um, I may or may not start to ignore their WhatsApp messages. Uh, but they... You know, they've got some good players. I think Sinclair Armstrong, he's raw, but he's he's decent. I'm sure we'll talk more about him. Uh, Chris Willock and Elias Chair have been real top-end championship performers for a lot of their career. Lyndon Dykes really splits opinion with QPR fans, but um, I thought he performed well today. Um, and they've got some sort of older sort of steelier heads at the back. So they're not a bad side. And actually, if you watch them against uh, Watford and Bournemouth, they were, you know, they they... they deserved more than they got and whilst their home form is really poor so they've only scored I think two goals in their last four home games obviously before today and I think they've only got one point um I think that we should be going there and and uh trying to force um more than we did but look we kick off and I have to say I think the first 10 minutes we were okay I felt that we were trying to be our normal selves we were you know, we, we there's a couple of times we uh, we played out from the back quite nicely to get ourselves into sort of nearly moments. Um, QPR looked very very uh, shaky on the on the ball at the back. The likes of Kenneth Powell, um, Reggie Cannon, um, and Clark Salter they they sort of clearing the ball into touch. And we're like, right, okay, well, the, the first goal and an early goal for us could be crucial. Um, and I was kind of expecting a similar performance that we saw against Middlesbrough where. We started, you know, the first half against Middlesbrough, we all said was was superb. And I kind of expected that and honestly felt that if we could do that, we could quite easily nick a goal or two against this Queen's Park Rangers side. And the first 10 minutes didn't really change the way I felt thought on the game. Um, but after the first 10 minutes, if I'm being completely honest, between minute 10 and the end of the game, I think it's the worst we played under Edwards by a country mile. And it's probably a lot worse than we played for a lot of the times on the route it. And that's just my opinion. Um, I was joking with Joe before this that I've not had the opportunity to, to calm down and reflect. And I don't have all the stats that I normally have because this is literally right off uh, right off the cuff. So, um, but that's my honest opinion. I think we were incredibly poor. Uh, and picking a man in the match today is going to be very difficult because I don't really think anyone was that good. Um, although, do let me know in, in the chat who you would pick if you had to. I think if I had to, I'd probably give it to Billy Mitchell. Um, and those of you who probably know that um, I felt his performances recently have been pretty poor. But if I had to pick someone who I felt had that kind of effort and drive and never give up, which we've seen recently under Edwards, but we, we just didn't see today. Um, so, you know, it's really difficult to talk about chances and moments and things because we really didn't create anything. We had two shots on target the whole game. Sorry, I rephrase that. Two shots the whole game, one on target to QPR's 12. And we we just, I don't know what it was. We we were really poor in, we, we, we couldn't seem to create any patterns of play. We didn't win 50-50s. We were not able to kind of... Um, some of our some of the passing was dreadful not finding the in the the, the second you know the, the, just that second pass and yeah a lot was made on the commentary around the pitch i mean i don't know whoever was there let me know but i honestly don't think for a second that you can it's the same for both sides right um but look you know uh they they get they the ones who get the goal um and it's a shocking shocking goal to concede it really should be nothing the ball is on the right hand side 
Uh, so our left side, the cross should never come in. The first mistake today was Joe Bryan letting that cross come in. Watch it back. He does not, he, he's not trying enough to stop that cross coming in. Seriously, watch it back. He's not trying enough to get stop that cross coming back in. And the amount of times now we've said that Joe Bryan, he's got a lot of quality going forward. He's very, very good. But defensively, he was poor against Middlesbrough, arguably at fault for both goals. And I think he had a hand in this one. The ball comes back across uh, across goal and Brooke Norton Cuffey has to be stronger there. He has to deal with Elias Chair. He's much bigger than him, stronger. I don't know whether he doesn't see him, you know, so therefore he's kind of off balance. But somehow Elias Chair manages to bundle it full, uh, bundle it into the goal and we find ourselves 1-0 down. And, and from the point of being 1-0 down, I felt that they just grew in confidence. It was the worst thing that could have happened because they, like I said, they haven't been playing badly. So by them getting that goal, they just grew and grew in confidence. And that was evident. You know, they stopped making the, the silly passes and playing it into touch at the back. And they started to play with a little bit more rhythm, which coincidentally, we then started to have even worse rhythm than we had at all. I think, I look, you know, when I look back at the first half, I thought that Wes Harding and Brook Norton Coffee were in particular were really poor um, alongside Kevin Nisbet, who I'm going to talk a bit about separately a little bit later on. I thought those three in particular were poor. No one was good, by the way. I'm not for one second suggesting that anyone played really, really well, but I felt that those three in particular were really poor. And this is the difference between sort of the likes of, you know, and not to discredit Wes Harding, I think he's done a job um, when needed, but the difference between him and Hutch I felt that Sinclair Armstrong, we struggled to deal with, particularly in that first half. His pace, power, raw athleticism. Uh, if he had end product, by the way, QPR fans, if anyone is listening, it'd be some player. I know he's out of contract at the end of the season, so we'll have to see where he ends up. But um, obviously he goes on to get his goal in the second half. But I felt in the first half, he really did cause us a lot of problems without much end product. But for me, someone like Hutch deals with it, deals with him. You know, he, he he's able to to be in his face, aggressive, and he'll and and he'll kind of, you know, outmuscle him a little bit. Whereas I felt Sinclair Armstrong was getting the much better of our defense in that first half. And yeah, I think the first half fizzles out, and then you're looking at the bench, right, uh, for at half time, and you're looking, okay, well, what changes can we make? And I'm silent there because there isn't much. There there there, there really isn't much, and this is where. The club have got to help Edwards out. You look at that bench and whilst I don't necessarily agree with all the subs he made, you look at the bench and there's there's no attacking options at all. There's not even a, a kid on the bench that's a, an, an attacking option. I've seen some mentions on social media to say, why didn't Romain Essay come on? I think it's a fair argument. All I would say is quite clearly he doesn't fancy him um, and he's not the first manager to not fancy him, right? He didn't really get much in the way from uh, Rowett in terms of minutes, uh, even when Barrett was was in charge. Um, but Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, yeah, so obviously we didn't see Romain Essay, but you look at that bench, like, what can you do? We start the second half, same 11, um, and it's the same. It's much of the same. It's it's a really poor performance. There's just no rhythm. We can't, we just don't click. You always felt if we could click at 1-0 down, the game could be turned on its head because I guarantee you the confidence and the would just sap from the QPR side, um, given what they experienced against Watford. But we didn't test them. Their keeper, uh, I know he's been around a long time and he's very experienced, but their keeper is is appalling, he's shocking. Um, and we did not test him in any way, shape or form, Begovic. Uh, you know, he, he proved against Watford, for those of you that saw that game, that two long-distance goals that, you know, we'd be saying were Jules Long-esque. So, um, but we didn't test him. And that's the only, it's, it's, it's fault of our own. Um, just going back, actually, just going back to the first half, what I would say is we had one opportunity in that first half on 43, where Mitchell does well, he intercepts, he drives forward, he finds Watmore on the left. Watmore does, it's probably the, the only good thing he did in that game. He, he manages to find Nisbet in the box. And then Nisbet, I think as his left foot, goes miles over the bar. And, and that was the only chance that we created in that first half. So just to kind of go back to that, that first half. Um, but as I say, second half, no real change. And then we make a substitution on 55, which for me says all you need to know. He takes off our only fit striker. Again, I'm assuming he's fully fit here. He takes off our only fit striker in uh, Kevin Nisbet and he brings on Ryan Longman, who has never played up front for us. He's played right back. He's played left wing back. He's played right wing back. He's played on the right of a front three. He's played left on the front three, but never as a central striker for us. And I don't believe he is. He did play as a central striker for AFC Wimbledon when he was on the loan there last season. But, you know, this is two leagues lower. But to me, that says a lot about two things. Number one, it says a lot about what the club and Edwards think of Nisbet at the minute. And it says a lot about just the lack of options on the bench. We have to sign a striker this week. So if anyone at the club is watching, you're probably not. But if you are, get your checkbook out. And we need to sign a striker. I'm sure we're trying, by the way. I'm sure we're trying. Um, and then the second half, there's nothing really happening. Um, it's there's, there's no real moments of quality anywhere. I think it's, a, you know, maybe the weather conditions, it was very windy there, contribute to it. It is a narrow pitch QPR. So I don't know whether that contributed to the lack of effectiveness from our wide players, but nothing really kind of happens. And then I think that we have our best chance of the entire game where um, I can't recall it exactly. Obviously, I've not had the benefit of watching anything back. But all I do remember is it breaking to Billy Mitchell on the end of at the edge of the box. Um, and to be fair, <laughs> he hits it better than he normally does, gets it on target low. Begovic completely dives over the ball um, and it's cleared off the line by one of their players. And, and and that is as good as it got for us. It really was. And that was, if I recall, was on about 71. Um, then we make some more subs. You know, when when we make an attacking substitution that is Murray Wallace, and this is not slating Murray Wallace, by the way, just to, to be really clear. But when that is our attacking substitution, you know we're thin on the ground. So he comes on. 
Uh, we also bring on, um, you know, everyone was absolutely buzzing in the week for Mr. Tanganga to join us. And he comes on. And again, you know, I, I will say that I, I don't understand why he brought Tanganga on and stuck to a back three. We're clearly, you know, tr chasing the game. And he, he insists on keeping the back three with Tanganga, Hardin and Cooper. For me, what I would have done, and then he pushes Danny Mack sort of further up on the right-hand side. I, I don't understand that. I get that Brooke Norton Cuffey might not be able to do 90 minutes, but just don't bring Tanganga on. Or if you do, bring off Hardin. Like, I, I don't get the need for playing three at the back. Um, and then they get their second, which... From the angles I've seen, that's poor from Sarkic. Um, on the commentary, I think they did say that his vision was impaired for the goal. I don't know. But to me, it's just poor. It's really poor. A shot comes in from Colback. Um, whether he's impaired or not, he should hold on to it. He doesn't. He's slow to react to get up. Cooper and Harden are slow to react. Who's quick? Sinclair, Sinclair Armstrong. Taps it into an empty net. QPR 2-0 up. And look, you have to give credit to QPR because they nullified us, but QPR are a poor side. You know, they, they really are a poor side. They don't play good football. Um, and today was our opportunity, for my in my opinion, to go to a team that are devout of confidence and to win and really sort of show just how far we've come. And I actually think we showed the complete opposite. There was no fight today. Um, there was terrible football all round. I, I haven't got the stats. Normally I would do, as I say, but... I felt that we played more long ball football today than we have done any other time under Joe Edwards' uh, tenure. So let me know in the chat if you also spotted that, because that's one thing I felt we did a lot, and I don't really understand uh, why we did that. But it's a poor goal to concede, shocking goalkeeping, really slow to react, and QPR find themselves 2-0 up. And I think the difference between today and against Middlesbrough is I genuinely thought against Middlesbrough we played really, really well for 60 minutes, but the scoreline flattered them. Today... I think the school I'd fat in QPR because I think they're a poor side, but we were shocking. Let's make no mistake about it. I think one thing I will say is we are without Ryan Leonard, Sean Hutchinson, Casper Dinor, Tom Bradshaw, and Idamo Maku. That's five players that arguably would all start. And you take out half of any side, and there's going to be an impact. I honestly believe the one player, actually, I'm going to give, I'm going to say two players, but the first player that comes to my mind, and someone's actually just said the same thing in the chat. So, Frank, I completely agree with you that we are not the same team without Ryan Leonard. We are just not the same team without Ryan Leonard. It, it's, it, it's so clear for me to see we're just not the same team. I also think we're not the same team until we find an alternative solution with another centre forward. We're not the same team without Bradshaw. Nisbet, I've seen, uh, you know, and um, Joe, Joe Zampo is, is going gonna, is gonna to join us very shortly, by the way, guys. We're doing something a little bit different. We didn't plan to do this, but um, Joe Zampo is going to join us very soon because we've got slightly different opinions on Kevin Nisbet. What I will say for, from my perspective, and I'll open up to Joe when he does join, is that Nisbet, I don't care how good he is as a finisher. He does not work hard enough. And yeah, OK, he only had one chance in that game. But a lot of that is because he's not working hard enough. He doesn't he doesn't hassle like Bradshaw does. Bradshaw is not a very good championship striker, but yet for me, he's still miles ahead of where Nesbitt is at the minute. To me, I don't know whether he just doesn't care, he's not fit, he's 
lazy. You speak to anyone that um, used to watch him in the Scottish League, they wouldn't. They would say he wasn't lazy. I don't know what it is, but it's just not working. And every game you go into, he's playing. You think, yeah, it's going to be the time that he comes good, and he just don't. So we'll definitely talk about um, we'll talk about Nesbitt a little bit later. Um, but look. I think there's there's no point me talking about anything else to do with the game because we didn't create anything else. And it was piss poor. It was... There was also a lack of the basics today, which we've had even when we've not been playing well in the last sort of month or so under Edwards. Today, I felt we didn't. I felt we were out fault by QPR. And I'm sorry, I'm sure you all agree. As a Millwall fan, we don't accept that. It's not good enough. Um... So, look, I'm not going to go through player ratings because I think they were all poor. If I had to pick a man of the match, as I said earlier, I'd probably give it to Billy Mitchell just because I felt he, he, he tried really hard and he had a bit more effort and endeavour and he sort of was industrious. He's kind of normal self. But that just tells you I'm giving a man of the match performance to him on the basis of the fact everyone else was terrible. Um, obviously, of course, I wouldn't give it to anyone. But if I had to give it to someone... I would give it to um, to Billy Mitchell. So, look, there we go. Uh, 20 minutes in. I've done my normal sort of how I would do, do these normally. Um, managed to do it in one take. So I'm quite pleased with that. Uh, I haven't had a beer yet either, but I definitely bloody need one after watching that crap. The only other thing, just looking at my notes that I've got here before um, I bring in Mr. Zampa, is that I felt also QPR could have had a penalty. Um, the, there was a moment where Harding, um, it was right at him from a close distance, but his arm, I've seen it once, but his arm was out and I've seen those given to be perfectly honest. So, um, maybe we were lucky there, but look, it don't matter with these, you have to draw a line, you've got to move on and we have to sign a striker. We have to sign a striker, uh, because it's just not good enough. I'll take Sinclair Armstrong. That's for sure. Because uh, he hassled us today. Um, Elias Chair, we all know when he turns up, good player when he turns up. And unfortunately for us today, he did. I can't stand him, but it is what it is. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.